The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later, you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Our good and gracious God, we pray sometimes for understanding and for your spirit to open the scriptures to us. Sometimes when we read it, we just don't get it at first. We have to kind of, oh, you know, mine it a little bit, look at the phrasing, look at the words, look at the context. Help us, Lord. When we reach the Bible and we don't understand it, help us not give up. Give us the Spirit's um, energy and insight to work at it and try to um, go to the heart of what you are trying to tell us. And you, Lord, have also been very straightforward and simple with us on other occasions where you just say, feed my sheep, take care of one another, forgive one another. We get that, Lord. We don't always do so well following it, but we understand. So today we pray that this, uh, these words that I speak will be um, some uh, help in understanding this passage and also pray that you will um, come to each and every one of us here and tap us on the shoulder and give us a specific calling, an assignment of how we can fulfill it. Help us to listen, Lord, to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. This past June, many of you know by now that I offered uh, classes on Wednesday nights called Lutheranism 101, or Lutheran Thought 101, kind of a beginning primer for uh, some of the new members that have joined us, or even for the mature members who want to re review what they've already kind of known at one time. And we had a good 22 students in that class. Mostly they were from Catholic background, and um, they came to this educational adventure to try to understand the faith we have together. When we finished, they still said they were eager for another go at it, round two of classes. Clearly and hopefully, there's more to learn than um, three sessions on Lutheranism. So we had more to go. Lutheran theology, biblical interpretation, Reformation history, global mission, cooperation with other denominations, interfaith partners, and the life of Martin Luther. And so there was lots to choose from for the next class. We had started on all of that the first time around. So I gladly had three more, and I'm in the last one this week. As, I, as you heard, we have now discussed many Lutheran teachings again, the structure of the National Church in Chicago, synod bishops and their jobs, and the rapid increase of women seminarians in the past decade. New member students and longtime UDLC members were very willing to soak up lessons on Lutheran worship and what we understand about the Virgin Mary, we asked them, the Catholic positions, etc. It's all been grand. 
But there comes a time, there comes a time when we have to just go live out our faith. Start the ball rolling, stop the studying, and put it into action. Perhaps this type of class was what the disciples were still desiring in this morning's gospel lesson from Luke 17. Even after Jesus' countless healing miracles right before their eyes, there was some consternation. Jesus taught them parables about the lost sheep, the lost coin, the rich man and Lazarus feeding the 5,000, seeds growing secretly on busy dirt paths. But now even the hesitant student disciples were still making a passionate request. Namely, please increase our faith. Increase our faith, Lord. And Jesus' passionate comeback was, you don't need more faith. There is no more or less in faith. If you have even a bare kernel, a mustard seed-sized faith, yes, even the teeny size of a poppy seed faith, you could say to the sycamore tree, go jump in the lake, and it would. You see, Jesus is trying to communicate to his faint-hearted, skittish disciples that when they just have faith in him and the power of life, hope, and transformation he is bringing to them and that he offers everyone, the sky is the limit. They don't need a PhD in, liberal, in biblical studies. Maybe they're liberal too, but in biblical studies, I don't mean to say that it's a negative for our professors who are in our forum each week, but it is not necessary to live a good life of faith to have a PhD. And Jesus' mission of bringing the kingdom is to bring it to all. Yes, they can already perform amazing, miraculous deeds, these disciples, with a mustard seed-sized faith right now. Jesus' sales pitch here, as I was stewing on it yesterday, reminded me, for I don't know what reason, of an old television commercial and a line that it had in it, which really seemed to go with the gospel. And this is back in the 50s and 60s. Some of you may remember that. And it was for hair tonic. For hair tonic, a little mustard seed-sized dab will do ya. See if you remember this particular commercial. Thank <laughs> you. 
this, from the sound of the peanut gallery, it sounds like there's a little bit of recognition of this particular product in our days. Yes, 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 Brill Cream, a little dabble do ya. It just came to mind, a little bit of faith, a little dab of faith will do amazing things. Now on a, uh, just a sidebar here, um, when I talked to my husband about this particular insert, he ran right to the uh, cupboard in the bathroom. And I thought Brill Cream was off the market for since the 60s. And Rob goes in, he was, he's rifling through his cupboard of all the medicines, he says, here it is, he brings out Brill Cream. And I said, are you kidding me? They still make it? And he said, well, I use it in my hair all the time. And I said, you do? I never knew that. It's good I just put this in my sermon to find this out. Then somebody here today said, well, look at how much hair he has. Maybe you should just not complain about it. He didn't lose any hair at his mature age. So all that to say, a little dabble do ya. So I'm not here to advertise for this particular product, but it did all seem to mushroom into an old, old subject I hadn't expected. So I did hear a few chuckles at any rate, and it was worth it just to hear you all have a little laugh, laughter. So a little dab of Brill Cream will change your future, but how much more will a little dab of faith in Jesus empower us to do amazing things? It will bring, as the commercial said, life, 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 life into our rumpled testimony, and it will give us an attraction to people if we know uh, the power of our Lord and we're not afraid to communicate it to others. Can you Lutherans, I know we're not good at this, always share the good news unabashedly that you believe God loves you? Or will you let others know that God is leading you and you are so glad to follow? And he can move mountains even with a little bit of faith? You don't need to have a PhD, grand as that is, or advanced professional certification to share the story of Christ in your life. In fact, the more intimate often, the more powerful it is. We need to overcome the Lutheran reserve and shyness, however, and get that dab of courage. For Jesus is saying to us this morning, let's not procrastinate or wait to develop more faith someday or get more classes or more prepared. Let the Spirit prompt you right where you are and uh, you can do amazing things to reach people. A little dabble, do ya? It's more than enough confidence to make a difference in this world. God and the Holy Spirit can work with even a mustard seed-sized faith to bring miracles. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. The miracle is that the first time I said that, it was like, whoa! Okay. Amen? Amen. Oh, good. You're getting your voice ready to testify. So today we are called, my friends, to repurpose our faith toward dutiful kingdom service for Jesus right now. We don't need more training, good as it can be. We don't need a revival, good as it can be. We have faith right now, faith in our hearts, and the confidence in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit as Lutherans, and that should be enough. As we sing with the band, where there is faith, there is a voice talking, you're not alone in this world. God is with you. But wait. There's a second part of this message to remember this morning. Jesus says in verses 7 to 10, namely, we are servants. We are servants, like the servant who prepares the meal for the master. 
and so we are servants to our Lord Jesus Christ as well. In homiletics journal in October, Jesus was, uh, there was an article that I am um, taping this from. It says, Jesus, if Jesus were telling this parable today, he would probably substitute your employee for your servant, but the point would be the same. Does your servant deserve thanks, your employee, for doing what is expected of him or her? Does your employee deserve thanks for giving you eight hours of work to do? In the, par in the parable, the implied answer is, we are unworthy servants, we have only done our duty. We learn here that Jesus calls us to be honest laborers and sacrifice uh, our time and energy to serve Christ. Not conceit as our goal, not self-aggrandizement as our goal. Jesus calls us to faithfulness, we know that. And Pastor Dennis Sanders of Matamidi, Minnesota says this, we are faithful when we proclaim the good news and do acts of compassion, even even on those days when our faith seems small. It's faithful to pray with the family when they learn their loved one is not going to get better. It's faithful to bring communion to a church member who cannot make it to worship. And Jesus talks about doing whatever you are called to do, even when it might cost you. I think of that line, doing what Jesus calls us to do even when it might cost us, as I read this newspaper story in the New York Post this weekend. I can't help but mention how sad it is and how frequently we hear such a story. It is a powerful example of someone just doing their duty, but it costs them in spades. There, um, you maybe heard once again this police officer was slain in the Bronx for trying to stop a gun battle. He got between the suspects. However, the sad twist was he was accidentally shot, not the thugs that he was battling, and he was shot by his own colleagues. Friendly fire. Officer Malkin was just 33 years old, and so soon he gave his life. You see, he left his banking job up on Wall Street just six years ago, when he learned of the need in the city for some more police on the workforce. And so he left Wall Street and went into training and now was on the street when it was needed this weekend. He had a sense of duty to serve others. But his time was cut short, way too short indeed. And there were over 1,000 police in the procession to the church for his funeral this weekend. Here is a stunning and rare account of a sacrificial service to others. But we also can sacrifice in so many ways that maybe aren't quite this dramatic, God willing, you know your own strengths. You know what God has gifted you to do and to share and to be. So my friends, we are called to claim the faith that is in us today boldly and to discover the power God has given us when we are put in a situation of telling the good news to others and serving others. 
and our God above, with all the devotion and humility and trust we have within us. God will bless our efforts. He's given us a little dab of faith, and that'll do you for the journey. Amen.